Traveller, welcome back to the Nerd again. It's good to see you. It is the day of thanks, and I will be discussing how you can eat the bird without weighing yourself down in your travels. I see you've got new armor there, Traveller. Turn around, let me have a look. Ah, <laughs> uh, it appears that your armor has a backside, but you lack it. Don't worry, Traveller. I have a guide right in front of me to help you build up your rear. There's mead enough for everybody here. Don't go too crazy, but worry not. There will be tips on that later. Welcome back, Traveller. There's always hope for you here. Well, take two, huh? Yeah, take yeah, two. I guess we're going to try this again. So yeah. for... Our listeners out there, we did record an episode that should have been released probably right around now. Now, yesterday. But the sound quality was, according to Miguel, just crap for us. And so Andrew's always the one that talks very quiet and very, you know, has a very soothing voice. And he would have blown your eardrums off. So. Yeah, he sounded like he had a Minecraft channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Or that very annoying gamer on Xbox or PS whatever. <laughs> Where just like crappy mic that's amped up way too loud and blows your drums out. Yep. Well, or like every commercial ever on uh, TV. Yeah. <laughs> the actual show is nice and quiet. No, no, it's no, like, no. okay, then all of a sudden the commercial goes on like, oh my God, that's going to blow no, the It's speaker. the one where you wake up like at one in the morning. Has anyone ever told you that I loved you? <laughs> it's like super duper. Lazo's love song. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, wipe and drool off. <laughs> Are you looking for your mom in the next room? <laughs> uh, yeah. Wonder what, what planet you're on. Yeah. Well, Miguel, Andrew and I got to give you props, dude. The freaking intro that you're doing now, it's amazing, it's isn't it? it? Thank you, boys. Dude, it's awesome. It's total. Uh, it, first off, we don't have to do the lame intros anymore, which we were doing for a while. Thank God. Miguel and it's just so much more epic. Well. Dude, yeah. Stretch it out a little more, man. That's the one critique we have for you is have more fun with it. Yes, do a little more because, uh, yeah, I got a few critiques saying it's a little too short. So, dude, go for it. Trust me. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep going until we find, like, yeah, okay, that's about the right amount. Yeah. yeah. Dude, guys, I have been stuck on Breaking Bad, and the only reason I'm bringing it up here, and I know, I'm like, how many, how old is the show? See, this is showing Noel how, or showing everyone how old Noel is. I'm be, I'm behind the times. Okay, so my brother's been nagging me to watch the show for, it's for sure years now, for sure. And I finally caved. I haven't told him that he was right, so I'll just wait for him to listen to this episode, but... It, it's an amazing show. It might be one of the w- most well-written shows I've ever watched. Yeah, it's ever. good. It was popping like four years ago, but hey, better late than never, dude. dude. Yeah, see, Noel, <laughs> you're like the uh, old dad or grandfather that is getting on social media for the first time. <laughs> and like, so I, I found these new things called GIFs, or a, what, what? what is this? Is this a meme? <laughs> So look at these memes <laughs> with, the, with that terrible selfie, just half their face oh my in their God. forehead. Or it's the one where it's like, it's... They're, they're taking it from their stomach and it's looking right at their nose. So you can see all the nostril hairs. Yeah. <laughs> like the top lip up. Yeah. 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 Well, well, guys, Walter White, he's the freaking man. My boy, I, Brian Cranston. I honestly feel that if I were to run a meth like operation, I would be like Walter White. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly. guys. <laughs> Allegedly. Just super low-key. No, Noel is now going to make a career shift from personal trainer to drug dealer. Allegedly. Well, Allegedly. allegedly. Because, I mean, he, I mean, he was pulling in, you know, 
seven and a half million like a year from much. what I've seen. You know, it's way almost way too much, much to launder. Yeah. What a what a total problem to have, you know? He's like the white Chapo, dude. He just had to put that shit in his drywall. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Andrew, we were talking, dude. You're you just got off the phone to school? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, let the audience dude. know. So, I've been in talks with um uh, University of the Pacific, University of the uh or UTPB out in Texas. I always forget the PB. I think it's like a Persimian Basin or something. I hmm. I'm going to get yeah. like blasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> I'm blanking it. right now. <laughs> and Santa Clara University. Oh, there you go. So, and that this is all about where to go next because right now I interned with Pleasant Valley High School under Marcus Dorn. Shout out to DPT. Nice. Great guy to learn shit from. Hard on you when he needs to be, and then just a fun guy. But he's been giving all the interns connections, and my time with him's about ready to be done. I've been with him for a little over a year now. Nice. And I got a phone call from uh, Santa Clara. Ooh. So Santa Clara has Bob Medina, who's been in the NBA for over 20 years as a strength coach. He has too many names in his phone that professional basketball players can just call up and like, what's up? I think he has Scottie Pippen's number. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Jeez. Yeah. Like he worked with Scottie Pippen. So you're gonna, you're gonna like you're talking like big ballers here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're talking like semi pro D one college and that no, he works at D one college, but he was at the NBA and has reached a lot of players. D one college is almost better I'd personally say better than professional level. I've talked to a few strength conditioning yeah. coaches and a lot of people think that once you're professional level you made it, but what oh, you don't no. realize oh, no. is you end up being kind of like the bitch of the team is that what it turns out to be like, no it's more like i just, I just can't imagine because uh, they say that sometimes the really really big top ball players you know somebody like aaron Rodgers level whichever who everyone here knows a player like that would be like uh, i'm gonna do my own thing like don't talk like but a d1 player it, it, so with professional strength and conditioning coaches at that level uh they can still work with the team but some of the higher or like the all-star more famous players can have their own trainer or own strength coach and that's about the end of that because you go against them you will lose yeah but the other thing is you have no life yeah your life (laughs) is that team that also means that if you are with the strength coach that works with one of the professional players you go wherever the hell they want you to go Mm -hmm. because they may need you to train them when they're out over in europe because they're on vacation or something, but they still need to get their training session in. So you go fly out to Europe with them just to train them. That's crazy. It's, like way, a, it's a mobile personal trainer. Yeah. yeah. Being a professional strength coach at that level and having a family typically don't go hand in hand. I bet. So that's one thing. The more you talk to them, if you want to have a family, it's, uh, yeah, let's not do this. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Or it's like, do, you better do it when you're fucking young. Well, it's nice that you're getting the, uh, what is it, the, both sides, or what it's like. Every, whenever somebody wants to get into a profession or anything, they don't know what it really entails. Just the front of it, you know. That's why I like what Japan does, along with Europe, where they have that uh, that one year after high school, where what you do is you go and get the internship. You're, you're still very young. You have an, an idea what it is you want to do, but you don't go to college yet. You go, okay, I want to be a physical therapist intern underneath some physical therapist to see is this something you actually want to study and do yes okay now after the end of the year let's go into college and become one 
no? Well, let's figure shit out and find out where I want to go now. Yeah, I mean, Miguel, you've had this, right? You've, you were a trucker. So, so <laughs> you yeah. well, just you think of trucker, you think, oh, they just they drive and they get, you know, you, I'll know, I know a few of them and then they make bank. So it's, you just, I just think, oh, it's a super chill job. What does it actually entail that people don't know? <laughs> um, I mean, for the most part, it is a little chill. Yeah. But too I chill. Mean, too chill. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> 300 steps a day chill. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I mean, flexors. you still have yeah. to worry about uh, scales. And, and in California, everywhere in the U.S., but mostly California, there's scales every 40 miles, man. Like, And they look for any little excuse to give you a ticket. You have to watch out for other idiot drivers. Um, DOT is constantly on your ass. And for those who don't know, it's CHP. It's CHP. And they're just assholes. In general, to truck drivers, um, I mean, oh. if you work for CHP, props to you, but fuck you at the same time. <laughs> so, did you ever go up into Oregon? I did. Um, so, what's it like going? I forget the exact route, but that very long downhill when you first enter Oregon's borders. Oh, gee, yeah, that's they Ashby. All the tur- yeah, they have all those turnoffs with the gravel for Ashby on I five. Uh, that's going back to California where it's all downgrade. That yeah. shit sucks. And, um, I mean, uphill's easier than it is downhill just because, I mean, your truck's automatically going to just chug along for you. But downhill, it's all you. It's like you also have to worry about the brakes so that you can't just ride them and keep tapping because they start heating up. Yep. So, just, I guess, uh, as a truck driver, you're a little more stressed out than you anticipate. Or oh. you don't know you'll be as stressed out, right? The only oh, reason well, I know, haven't I mean, you ever seen that episode of uh, Family Guy with where Stewie, like, travels across the country to go see who he thinks is his real dad, ends up being him in the future. And he oh, yeah. uh, meets the truck drivers. <laughs> they give him some pills. Brian passes out, and he wakes up, and they're in the middle of nowhere, not even on the road. And Stewie's like, we're fine. Like, 200 miles west of whatever. Like, Stewie, there's no road. I don't need a road. It's all in my head. <laughs> Ima- it's like, imagine, like, think about it, all the... Guys who travel over here in the wagons, imagine the balls on those men. Yeah, this is the way you live. Like, I'm pretty sure that probably describes a lot of like how drained and just crazy you guys can get after a while on the road. Oh, absolutely, uh, it gets draining. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Noah. Like you said, the money was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's also just... building off of uh, your uh, Breaking Bad thing, probably whatsoever, and the pills that they had. Probably I mean, a few I mean, of you. I'm just. Nice to know that I know a truck driver. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> alleged, an alleged truck driver. All right. Got your connections. Hey guys, my freaking DMs now got more than over five, and it's been something I've wanted to talk about: how to actually build a butt. So I hate using butt. Uh, how to properly develop the glutes? How to get the booty? <laughs> How to get that as, in, as, as Instagram would put it. <laughs> How do you really get America's ass? Yeah, well, exact. Yes, well said. There well, you know. how? I mean, what is the common misconception right now? What do you guys see online? That obviously, what do you guys see? Because Instagram has taken over this whole booty frenzy as far as workouts. Well, it's a lot like when you see people doing all the bicep workouts to build their arms. You have five hundred different variations of a curl. Yeah. With all like fast reps, tempoed reps, eccentric loads, negatives, half reps, basically the same thing. Yeah. Pulsing reps, half reps. Do it at an incline. Do it at a decline. Flat up. And like, there's so many, and they always wonder why doesn't it work? Because the bicep does one, maybe two actions. Yeah, primarily <laughs> one. Yeah. So the same thing applies to the butt. Granted, the butt has more actions I can do, but it's still a muscle. Yeah. Everyone is taking the 
range of motion out of it because they think do the pulse. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll do these little half, high little half reps. kicks, little yeah. No one or for the women primarily, they don't. They're a little bit more against or hesitant towards trying to load the weight up and stack some load on a deadlift, a back squat, or a hip bridge. And amongst other things, they're just doing all these weird ass workouts. Yeah, like taking the assisted pull-up machine and stepping on it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, or. <laughs> The the leg press facing the opposite way, <laughs> kicking back, or the with the leg extension. Don't know whether they'll do the the knee extension. They'll kick up into it, up into the air. Oh, uh, yep, very, that one. Yeah. The only odd workout I've seen someone do that is like okay, that kind of makes sense. Is they will use that leg extension machine, but they'll do a hip thrust on it. On that one, oh well, that that one is like okay, that I can kind of see. It's not ideal, but it okay. That's not that's better than what I have seen. Yes, well, the hip thrust. That one, that's so, that's the one. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, I, I'm who, the one who, that has the bragging rights that I met Brett Contreras. The yeah, but so who is Brett Contreras? A lot of people out there don't know who he is. He is a personal trainer and a strength coach. I believe he says he's. I forget his exact, exact title. I think he has both certifications. You've met him. I've met him. He. Um, this dude is the glute god. Did you touch his butt? No, <laughs> well, but well, I, well, I saw well, that well. thing from a mile away. <laughs> Oh, boy's got a wagon. <laughs> he, he got a wagon. He actually, funny thing was, he was a math teacher. He was a math teacher. He, he was a teacher oh, yeah. for a good amount of time before he became a personal trainer. I think in his interview podcast with Mind Pump, he was talking about how he wanted to do um, like a doctor, a master's thesis, something like that. And his advisor told him that he's doing it on exercise. He has a passion for exercise. He's a good teacher. But he needs to go where his passion is, and he should go into kinesiology. So I believe he has his doctorates in exercise physiology or something along those lines. Oh, so he's just, like, way better than you and me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but his research, as I understand it, looked primarily into glute activation in the hip bridge compared to the squat. And then, like, pretty much which one targets the butt better? Yeah. And... I believe his research is, kind of goes both ways, that it depends. With all things exercise, it depends. It always depends. Yeah. But I think he found that there is a decent amount of translation that if you build a good hip bridge, it will help your squat. If you build a good squat, it will help your hip bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, cool guy. Really nice guy. And he's thick. Yeah, he's got them cakes, boy. I would say, legitimately, his butt probably enters a full half second after he enters the building. (laughs) (laughs) Funniest thing is, he's a big guy, he's a strong guy. But you look at his physique and it's like, okay, I can see you're strong, probably close to a power lifter. You look at his legs and it's like, okay, nothing super special. Then it's a thick ass. (laughs) Anyway. Like, what they should have done is have him... (laughs) They should have had him just take a... Chris Evans plays as like the body double when he's pat when um, the oh, future him knocks out, for knocks, knocks out the past one and he looks at it and goes that's America's ass right there they should have just had Brett Contreras lay down that would have uh. that would have been too much ass <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would have added weight to, yeah well well how what's he say then I mean like what's his uh, philosophy behind building a butt because this dude is known as the glute god Hipridge is one of the better ways to go granted it's not the best because it depends. 
but it is one of the better ways to go. You do the full range of motion and let's stack some weight on. Actually go heavy. I mean, this is my problem also with uh, people who are training abs. They do like sets of 100 sit-ups. Like they, mm-hmm. all, for some reason they treat, the glutes also get, will fall into this category. These, for some reason the glutes and the abs are treated as this different kind of muscle. So they get like this super high rep range and you, I mean abs, I recently only started training, very recently, sets of six you know sets of eight like heavy you know cable crunches anything like that because for a while i was doing just sets of 20 sets of 30 sets of 40 and then it's a big difference yeah yeah oh man yeah and the way i look at it there's two ways to train your abs there's actually three ways there's rotation there's the flexion where it's like the sit-ups or cable crunches stuff like that then there's the um bracing which is like planks, power off press, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Anti-rotational. Anti-rotational. Those three together are, in my opinion, one of the better ways to build your abs. The bracing will translate more directly towards lifting. Heavier. Lifting heavier because it will teach you how to squeeze the abs And together. help protect the back. At the, Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> Don't at me, fam. <laughs> the rotation is just great overall for performance Not- and general health, less about bodybuilding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, let's get back to now we're talking about abs and uh, yeah. So we going back, abs, abs, going abs. back to the ass, the other a word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hip bridge is a great way to go. Yeah. I know one thing that blew my mind with the hip bridge when talking with Brett Contreras or just listening to his lecture or presentation was people typically do it wrong when they start off on it because they'll keep their back straight their head will move so it's like their back almost like the deadlift is one solid unit it's like they're leaning into it yes and while you can still get a good amount of work done with that what he discussed was the erector spinae pretty much your back muscles are activating they're assisting so they're taking more load away from the back or the glutes so one thing to help build the glutes is keep the dynamic movement but deactivate some of the muscles that will essentially help yeah i mean i do i do this a lot with my clients any of them can test like something as simple as doing arm curls i'll tell them to lock their shoulders in place so their shoulders aren't helping they're not flexing the shoulder they're not using any of these other assisting muscles so the bicep by itself is working same Mm -hmm. concept can be with that when you hit back to abs when you're doing abs you see people doing leg raises and they're hanging off that you know that dip machine where are they always turning at they're always bending right at the hip flexor so the hip flexors are getting this you know yeah. workout and then the yeah. abs are kind of just the, the, abs, yeah. <laughs> the abs stabilize yeah, 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 rather yeah. than work yeah so another way that you can think about it is you can build biceps up by doing rows or chin-ups yeah the idea with the chin-up would be instead of focusing on pulling through the elbow having the shoulder blades depress all this other stuff pulling it so that your hands are close to the shoulders the bicep will naturally start taking over yeah, yeah. so when you guys are targeting the glutes Make sure whatever move you're doing, the glutes you're concentrating on making them contract, whether so, it be in the in the hip bridge or in the squat and in yep. the deadlift. I mean, you've got so, to get them to activate. Here's the key to that: with the hip bridge, what the cue is is have your when you have the bar on your hip and your hips are up, so your knees are at ninety, pretty much at the top where you're holding the weight. Tuck your head down. Make sure your chest is up towards the ceiling. Uh, pretty much look between your knees with your head. Then as you lower the weight towards the ground, keep your chest up. 
your back will actually bend. That's the one time in many workouts where it's like, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Let the back bend, because what that means is the erector spinae have disengaged. Yes. Then drive the hips up. For any guy who has kids, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in there, boy. <laughs> hump the bar, hump the air, whatever yeah. need you need to do to think about it. Pretty much your upper body stays where your chest is pointed up, your head is looking down, the lower body is what really moves. Yeah. When it comes to the squat and the deadlift, focus less on going down and up, down and up, and driving those hips forward. Yeah. That's how you really get the glutes to start engaging. Yeah, I mean, do that, and then obviously any great glute workout should be accompanied by what? Proper nutrition. Yep. Thanksgiving's yeah. in two days, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome time. Andrew, we're going to hang out for it, right? Yep. Miguel, we're going to do this on air, dude. We are totally about to invite you right now because uh, Andrew and I, we, it'll be our second time having Thanksgiving with Caitlin's family. This would time you like to be hang- a better scenario. Would you like to hang out with us? Oh, I'd love to, sweetie. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's right. a one time that there's enough food that Noel can't eat all of it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that's the thing is Caitlin's family is notorious for putting way too much snacks. I mean, the snacks alone, I could get filled up. Just the snacks. The amount of food that's on the table is unreal. And then the amount of pies afterwards. I mean, it, I swear the, every the person... overall. I think the pie... I think there's one... Is enough pies for one person to have their own. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So let's Damn. see. I think last year there was th- at least three pies. Yeah. Then there is that thing that um, Caitlin's sister's boyfriend made. The oh the shattered glass yeah bomb that 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 shit was good but yeah that was and there's a lot of it yeah it's a yeah it's he had enough to feed us for two days the whole everybody yeah there. I mean insane amount and then there's like uh, brownies and some other shit uh, like a cake looking thing I forget what it's called upside down cake boy is that it then, that sounds so good then the the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows what yeah I'm all about that it, it looked. I'll have to give it a try this time. So for You're going to have to try it, man. So I hate sweet potatoes in general. What? I know. I'm weird. You can but, leave. But. <laughs> Cut them off, Miguel. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I went to Friendsgiving, and someone made sweet potatoes. Uh, it was like, you know what? I'm like. Dude, I'm sure I've fed you sweet potatoes at school before. I don't know. I'm sure I have. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Like, when uh, you and I went on the trip to Menlo. And you had food prepped up, but everything, I did not eat bell peppers at that point. But for me, to not be as picky when I'm out around friends or I'm at a social gathering where it's not family, (laughs) and they give me foods, I'm going to be polite. I'm going to eat everything I can. How was it? The food you made, or Caitlin made, was awesome. That got me into, okay, I can actually eat bell peppers. With the wow, sweet- dude, you didn't even tell me this. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a picky eater. <laughs> it's only on some of the weirdest things. The sweet potatoes, I've never really liked, but um, her name was Danny. She made them for Friendsgiving, and holy crap, were those good. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe your palate's starting to change, and you're starting to uh, develop an adult palate. Not this little <laughs> I, I, palate. I, think it, I think it's more of being in situations where it's like, I can either be the picky ass eater and yeah, everyone just will give make, shit to. Yeah, yeah, just make it hard for everyone, or I can just say fuck it, let's give it a shot, and then oh hey, not that bad. Boy, because yeah. in, in the in the past, my grandfather would make like this uh, sweet potato mash thing. It's like mashed potatoes, only sweet potato. It had seasoning, everything in it. My brother loved it. As a little kid, he ate so much of it that he scared the daycare that his shit was orange. <laughs> <laughs> me on the other hand i'm like peter griffin uh, when he had quinoa for the first time 
where it's like my body is rejecting it. I'm trying to eat it and to the, be polite. And the body's no. And it's I'm choking on it and almost gagging, throwing it back up. And I'm Damn. trying Jeez. really hard. Yeah. Well, I want to cover how to actually survive this dinner and not gain 30 pounds in a night. Make sure everyone makes food you don't like. Well, it's, it's, it's well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, uh, obviously I've been repeating this over and over to my clients, just giving them tips, hey, how to, you know, how should you approach the dinner table? How, you know, well, first off, you need to just relax, chill out. It's freaking Thanksgiving. You're with family. You got to enjoy it, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So enjoy the social aspect. Like like we said in uh, the last episode, there's, simply put, there's three aspects of life that you can take care of and have good relationships with. That's nutrition and food, exercise being the second, and social life. They need to be balanced, too. Balanced and have good relationship. If you're too sociable, you notice that you don't get shit done because you're always all over the place. And you start skipping the gym. When yeah. you exercise too much... You don't have a social life. Yep. And then you get depressed and uh, more aggressive, anxiety, whatever that is, just because you're not feeling as complete. Depressed is the better one. Yeah. Then nutrition, if you don't, if you have a terrible relationship with that, that's where you get bulimia, nervosa, anorexia, nervosa, all the eating disorders. You can become obese and ha- then have health problems on that side. Or you just get the body image issues. Yeah. And then your social life falls apart again yeah yeah yeah. so you got to be social with your family i mean just whoever's there i mean we're all going to be there you got to enjoy the moment enjoy being with everyone talk to your loved ones and stop being that one healthy friend that has to eat healthy i mean let the guard down but i mean doesn't mean go there and devour everything because if i did that i mean i'd put away like six thousand calories in a sitting probably easily Yeah, yeah yeah so i mean so a good way to do this is i mean i'm putting myself uh, in you know where we're gonna be at with tons of snacks in the beginning, man. Tr- sip on some water. Sip on your beer if you're gonna have a beer. I mean, don't get drunk. Don't be. <laughs> so, in the original episode that we recorded, that the sound quality was not up to par. One thing that we mentioned was the type of beer does help. Yes. If it's like a stout, something where it has a good bite to it that you can't just pound it, you will note that you. Don't drink as much. Yeah. You will sip on it. You will enjoy the flavor if you actually like stouts and porters. But the carbonation and the beer in general will help fill you up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And anybody who's ever tried to chug a dark beer, I mean, we can all agree that's a shitty feeling. It's like, it's like trying to <laughs> chug oatmeal. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the oddball. Of course, Andrew. Of course you yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm also the one that just likes to sip Jack Daniels straight. Freaking old man. <laughs> <laughs> Youngest one physically and physiologically, but like one of the older ones. And the old mentally. soul. Spiritually, yeah. you're the oldest one here for sure. By like two decades. <laughs> so yeah. Nakamoto here, dropping knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so let's get back to eating. So the, you're going to have this giant table of snacks if you're at any place that you know we'll be at. Look for the protein. Look for the yeah. like, like the salami yeah, the cheese, chips, the cheese, the meats. Because what protein will do is it will help uh, give you a higher satiety level. Sa- Sa- satiating, satiating. He hasn't been able to say. I this cannot word. say that word. It takes me like five tries before I can say, it, and then it still sounds wrong in my head. Say. Satiating. Eating. There you go. Good job. I, I told you that's like try three. <laughs> but it will give you a better satiating 
signal. Yeah. Carbs will stimulate your appetite, so you'll want to eat more. The protein and some fats will tell your body, like, we're, we're good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so if you... So the order that you eat your food is going to be pretty important. So let's skip forward now to you're sitting at the dinner table. Everyone's having a good old time. All the food's in front of you. I'm a fan of attacking the meat and the veggies first. I'll do this at a barbecue. I'll do this at anything and at dinner table too, especially when you have access to the white meat and dark meat. I mean, guys, let's be real. We all like the dark meat, right? Yep. Dark yeah. Meat <laughs> now the light that was the white meat's going to be mainly protein. Not a whole lot of fat at all. Very, very lean. It's gonna have. It's gonna be kind of dry. You all know this. Yeah. You know? Here's yeah. the best thing about the white meat. You have to drink water. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Otherwise, yeah. you get cotton mouth, and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so veggies. That you know the veggies though, like Brussels sprouts, might have some olive oil on them. You mix them up just right. You're gonna be. I mean, it'll be good. So mm-hmm. your first plate, make it with a lot of vegetables, a lot of lean meat. Make it stack it. You should be hungry when you approach that table. First off, so it shouldn't be that bad. Second plate. Now go for the mashed potatoes. Go for your the darker meat. Go for the stuff that's a little better. I mean, first thing, first off, real quick, cranberry jelly, mm. cranberry sauce. What is it? So, it's so are sauce. you guys about this cranberry sauce thing? No, I don't understand no, it. I don't care for it. Okay, okay, because I always am crucified for this every single time. You're not American. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, we're there's both this brown. crazy. I know, right? Two well, brown and one yellow. <laughs> Hey, we're well, like shit and piss. Yeah. <laughs> well, there. So this this cranberry sauce. It's what. It's the point of it. I mean, it's. I think it's supposed you, to have like a little bit of a tang. I don't know. You open it up. Flavor. You open it up. This cranberry sauce. You open the can and you. It's like jelly, yeah, and it's, it's the just, shape of the fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking gross. How are you gonna call that sauce? First Damn. off, that's mm. terrible. Well, because you could try making it from scratch, but I, as I've heard, it takes a buttload of cranberries and way too much time call it cranberry jelly then it wouldn't be so bad i just i can't i can't i don't want to be able to pick up my sauce you know what i'm saying yeah call it canberry jelly yeah <laughs> well for your second plate i mean yeah add some of that cranberry sauce you know or cranberry jelly whatever add that all that stuff your third plate then once you've eaten a good amount of real food eh, start going for the pies and so, that's for those of you who have made it this long if you do it right you may not even be able to make the third plate yeah, exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing. When you guys are eating, do not become a mindless zombie. I mean, if you watch The Walking Dead or any of those, anything that has zombies in it, those zombies don't think much. Well, at all. But they don't think much when they're eating. That's what that's what a lot of people become. You know, you got to grab the bull by the horns, which is your hunger, and keep yourself under control. And that's where the social life can help you out with your nutrition. As yes. you're eating... Take some time, socialize. Converse. If there's that crazy aunt that you don't like or that one family member that drives you just to compulsively eat, have them on the other side of the whole table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be but, smart about where you sit. Yeah, yeah, sit, yeah, sit with people that you will talk with, interact with, listen in on conversations, catch up with family. And what you'll note is that inherently slows down how fast you eat. Yes. And that will give your stomach time that as you fill it more, with more food and fluids, it will stretch and that will send the signal, I believe it's leptin, Yes. That will go to the brain and tell the brain that it's full and you can stop eating now. Exactly. Yeah, and that's uh I mean that's a really good point. Slow down is because or peptin. Peptin how no, peptin is that's what breaks down that's proteins a- in your stomach, I believe. Yeah. I could uh, yeah, be wrong. Okay. But sorry, but um yeah, so on, many man. words after a while. <laughs> come on, I know, right? <laughs> you smarties. Yeah. Well, we've also got 
Well, one of the other things that people freak out about going into the holiday season, whether specifically it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, because some people have a bigger meal on Christmas than they do Thanksgiving. Really? Interestingly enough. It's because of ham, which is really funny. If you can, if you celebrate Christ- Christmas and you're religious <laughs> and you have ham, Jesus was a Jew. He couldn't eat pig. <laughs> My mom thought this was the funniest thing ever, that you celebrate a holiday about a Jewish figure by eating the one food he can't have. Dude, you're going to get anybody who's super religious coming after you. Yeah. Guys, go it, after him. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it, 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 He's Jewish. Eat what you want. It's just funny and ironic if you celebrate it for religious purposes. Yeah. If you don't, well, then... Yeah, you have at it. You want. Like, yeah. This is just an irony thing. But one of the other things that people get scared of is I believe the stat was people put on average, I think, 6% body fat or something like that. I know Mind Pump had a recent episode about this that made the stat more apparent to me. The fitness industry, I think, pushes that everyone, common knowledge quotations, people put on about 6 to 8% body fat in the holiday season. They looked up the stat more specifically in their episode, and they found no, it's one percent. I think you talk about pounds. I think one pound, pounds, not percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like so that. six to eight pounds of fat is is a common misconception. It's only really only like a pound and a half. Well, the the thing that we need to highlight on that is you're gaining a pound of fat in a short or pound and a half of fat in a short amount of time. Yes, that is a not that that's the not good part. I mean, part, I mean, and Miguel, can you look up how often are people gaining? I mean, what's the average weight gain a year in America? Because if you're gaining a pound and a half, I mean, we're talk we talk the holidays. That's what that's basically a one month stretch, right? Roughly, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you consider it from the start of Thanksgiving to the end of December, yeah. yeah. Well, I know that. Yeah, so it's yeah, about a month. It's about a month. So you're gaining a pound and a half a month, and I imagine Americans are gaining four to five pounds a year. I believe is what Something it is. Like somebody that. checked. Yeah. So, so you're those other four pounds are being gained through a 11 month stretch. You're gaining the one and a half pound in a much short time. I think that's where the scare is being so drawn. Th- and that is something to just be aware of. That that is not a good thing. But to think that you're going to in the holiday season stack on all this weight, lose complete control over the your fitness, and just get quote unquote fat. That's not the case. You'll do it more dominantly throughout the rest of the year so if you have spent your time building your physique up or your fitness up from january till november you'll be better off and granted you will put on a little bit of weight most likely if you, you majority will be water weight if you play your cards right anyway yeah. yeah yeah so it's one of those things that it's a bad step but it's not terrible it's not nearly as bad as what people think for for you to put on one pound of fat in a meal, you would need to eat. Let's say your maintenance is 2,000 calories, and a pound of fat you have 3,500 calories. You'd need to consume 5,500 calories in, in one, one day meal and not do any exercise at all. And for you to put on one pound of fat, not very many listeners can. I can't. And I, mean, I don't think it would even I happen if you. <laughs> and I don't think that would even happen if in the one meal because you would still have to consider how fast metabolism currently is running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, assu- that's assuming your metal. Your uh, yeah, you're at two thousand. If you got a metabolism of three thousand calories, you'll need to eat sixty five hundred calories about, and that and that's probably it's highly unlikely. So if you do weigh yourself the next morning, which you shouldn't, because you need a lot of salted foods and stuff. You're gonna be a little heavier, 
Now, the nice thing about if you've been pretty good about not drinking so much alcohol and being good about your diet and everything. So if you're not a college student. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to, first off, you'll end up being a lightweight when it comes to drinking. So you'll get your one dark beer or whatever, just your alcoholic beverage. You're and they're good. all saying this from experience. I'm saying this from experience. I, I mean, I always preach, don't drink to just drink. I always say, drink for a reason. If you're one of your family members is getting married you know, it has to be a big event. You're out with people and, you know, someone did something amazing. Okay, go have a drink. But going home, you know, and just cracking a beer just to have it. And typically, if, you, if you're going to do what Noel is saying, if, have a reason, typically try to avoid having a beer for a sad reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Yeah, that, that's not a reason. No, no. Sad you, or it, angry. It needs to be celebratory. Stay away from that as best as you can. If it's something happy... Like Noel just said, celebratory. That's probably going to lead to a better relationship with much, alcohol, much, specifically much, much alcohol. Much, much better. I mean, because yeah, alcohol does absolutely nothing for you know for your fitness goals. It does nothing at it, all. I, I believe you told me it actually turns off protein synthesis for muscle building. It does turn off protein it. synthesis, so you, so you're no longer building muscle. You quality of sleep goes bad, and you end up. Oh, your inhibition goes down too. So if you end up getting you're, you're buzzing at this thing, careful to not go full blown drunk because then you'll end up saying "fuck it" to the food in front of you, and you're gonna start out with everything that looks amazing. You'll so, ha- you'll probably end up with like a first plate of mashed potatoes. <laughs> so would you think that the better way of timing it then is to have water with your protein? So let's say plate one, the way you put it. Then on plate two, have your beer with your carbs. Well, I mean, Since the carbs can act as a way to kind of. Filter it, so to speak, or make it so it doesn't hit you. As long as you're not getting drunk, you're fine. I mean, if you're drinking whatever and you're feeling like a buzz, hold off on the rest of the beer probably. Either you're that much of a lightweight or you have an issue on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, because if you do get the, like like you were saying, like a dark beer, you're going to end up feeling full. It's very very heavy in the stomach, you know? Yeah. So, but if that ends up, it's a double-edged sword. If that dark beer also tends to have a little more alcohol too, you get drunk, you're going to eat everything in sight, and you'll do nothing afterwards you'll feel super sluggish you know so on that note just talking about alcohol would do you think it would be a good time to announce our sponsor oh yeah we we recently hooked up with E&E bartending so speaking of alcohol they will come and serve you alcohol you know that you provide for celebratory reasons <laughs> yeah they also will act as the uh buffer for you that if you start drinking a little too much they will stop you yeah if you They'll that drunk you aunt in the family if she starts getting out of control uh they'll be the ones to say no more you know put your shirt back on <laughs> <laughs> and they do it in a very professional way so no one gets no, embarrassed. No, no i'm excited for this though it, it's freaking awesome i i mean we were talking to the CEO and founder of E&E Bartending. And he, so he was fancy now. I know, right? Yeah. And he told us that, uh, I mean, they've done, they did with Rigo Sanchez, the punter for for uh, Colts and NFL football team. Mm-hmm. They did his wedding. So that's kind of awesome to be able to say that, you know. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen what they can do. And it basically what they do is they provide a lot of entertainment value. I've hung out with the guys. They're very, very talkative. They're very social. So the bartending experience that they're able to provide to your event that you want to hire them for, pretty awesome. They're, and just like we were talking about earlier, that social aspect, keep you talking, you know, you might even enjoy their company more than you enjoy the alcohol. I know, that's very well so said. So <laughs> we'll have more information for you guys on a later episode when we bring the CEO in to sit in on a talk and so you can also 
talk more about what his business is like but i feel like, like that's a good fyi for this episode that yeah. we we have a sponsor yeah, yeah. Woo. Hey. it's pretty awesome next yeah. episode we'll talk about our bar tales yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find out that noel has the largest tab of the group yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well guys let's some let's summarize this whole thanksgiving survival thing real quick all right because we went all over the place when you guys approach the food be mindful of it the entire time. Enjoy being with friends, first off. Don't shut off your mind and go into zombie mode and eat. Be present. Be mindful. Have a plan of attack for the meals. Yes, yes. Know what order you mean. Just don't stress over it, but just be like, I'm going to go for my meats and my vegetables first. Then I'm going to go for my carbs and those other tasty looking things for the second plate. And then I'm going to go for the stuff that I've been depriving myself now that I've got a stomach full of everything else. I'm going to go for the pies and stuff. Go for that. Drink plenty of water, easy on the alcohol, don't get plastered, and enjoy the time with your family. Mm-hmm. With alcohol selection, choose one that you, by its flavor or nature, it makes it so you have to sip on it, not pound it. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys end up having an earlier Thanksgiving, I know some people will have it like, t- ours typically late, but this year's actually be at 4.30 p.m., just FYI, guys. That was pretty early. Yeah, nice. yeah so it's early. So if the sun is still on and everything... I mean, go do something outside. Instead of sitting down, do something. You're going to be playing a football game, aren't you, Noel? Before. Before. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the morning, so I'll be super sore. But I really, I'm going to try and get up and do something afterwards, whether it be just walking. Something. I'm going to try to either participate or watch, because this is going to be really funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably well, going to hit up a program before I do that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that or hit the gym or something, right? Yeah. 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 Well, with that, we wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, happy holidays. You can find Noel at Cast Iron Fit. There you go. Uh, you can find me at Knack Attack Fit. I am currently working also on getting Iron Nerd Moto up and running on Instagram because compared to what Noel was saying, if don't do it, the poll showed everyone said do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can follow me at Brown Psycho One Hundred on Instagram and also on YouTube. Thanks, guys. <laughs>